It is mind-blowing. And heartbreaking. How many original scripts are written every year but are never made? So we seek out these scripts and bring them to life with full audio production and professional actors. Check us out at Undiscover Scripts. Movies made of paper. Wherever you get your podcasts. Free! Meanwhile, in New Jersey... So, Marissa, what talking points do you want to hit on in this week's episode? Well, Jackie, let's talk about how the film addresses the patriarchy... Ooh, and representation of marginalized people. Ooh, ooh, and even philosophical ramifications of good versus evil and horror. We can point out the triangle boobs, talk about the blood splatter, and oh, the practical effects. <sighs> um, and also the male gaze? My gaze at the males. hi From feminism to fangirling, the Jersey Ghouls cover all the bases of horror from a woman's perspective. New episodes are uploaded every other Sunday. Just search Jersey Ghouls to find us on social media and your favorite podcasting app. It's another listener submission episode. Uh, we are going to talk about the infamous question mark X-Ro from 1983. X-Ro, bitch. X-Ro, like extra O's. Uh, <laughs> we, got, we got a very long email uh, to read, so let's get to it. Uh, good morning, guys. It's... 8.22 a.m. here in the chilly valley of Herobridge on the haunted Dartmoor, and I've just finished episode 83 of Frighteners. I discovered your show about three weeks ago while looking for a horror movie discussion on the podcast apps, and of the few I tried, I found yours to be the most entertaining by far, and have been slowly catching up at work ever since. Uh, which is impressive. You got through 83 episodes in three weeks. Uh, I made a suggestion on Twitter previously for munchies, but was informed that it had been done already. Awesome show, by the way. So I've wrecked my brain ever since over what I'd love to hear you chaps dissemble. One that I thought, ones that I thought of included Nightbreed, the Battle Heater, and the Church. But I ultimately decided that the 1982 mindfuck that is Extro. This British sci-fi horror has tentacle rape, human transformation, and a weirdly sad ending, and freaked me out when I watched it in 84 with my dad when I was eight. And even now, there are some bits that make my eyes water, but it has some really weirdly mad parts and I, that feel shoehorned in, and I would love to get your impression of it. Keep up the madness, guys, and I'll continue to catch up. LOL. Cheers, Ryan. Cool. Ryan. Now that's how you write a listener submitted email. <laughs> like, Got put some stank on it. Just the way he articulated everything. Yeah, <clears throat> I am. I'm actually. I felt like I was there. I'm really, <laughs> really upset about this movie, and the reason why is because I've been doing this podcast for a few months, right? And I've mm-hmm. watched a bunch of dog shit movies, like Normal Speed, from begin to end. And my week has been fucking insane. So I set my alarm for 630 this morning and 
I hit turn off instead of snooze. So I woke up at 7.50 and rushed down to get the dogs, watched <laughs> this in 1.5 speed, and then had to like skip through about 40 minutes of it and then go back like it was memento when I knew that I watched the end of the movie and just watched the clips that I missed. So I didn't get to enjoy this movie as much as I wanted to, but it was fucking awesome. And I wished I could have watched it at regular speed. Brian, the saddest part is that this is, without competition, the shortest double feature we've ever had to watch for this podcast. Easily. Both movies that we're recording don't clock 80 minutes. No. So, like... Uh, so you have no excuse, and I'm sorry. I actually don't have a lot of notes in the sense of uh, plot lines. I do, though. What the fuck is wrong with you? My notes are just like, holy shit, this is cool. Holy shit, this is cool. Okay, we should talk about this. Like, it's all, like, things to talk about, but, like, the plot is not even remotely noted in this lineup. <laughs> so I'm pulling from Friday Night Memory. But it kicks off with an awesome, like, little synth soundtrack that just lets you know that you're... You're in that tasty area of 80s horror films where they had the good synth soundtrack. <laughs> oh, yeah, man. I love the soundtrack in this. And, like, it's not it's not one that comes to mind, you know? Like, I, no. I feel like I'm pretty, pretty well-versed when it comes to 80s horror soundtracks. And I don't think of Extra as... I mean, so this is my first watch ever. Have you guys ever seen... Well, Brian's never actually seen the whole movie. Uh, Matt, have you seen it before? Yeah, I actually, uh, I mean, this isn't a shock. I own all three of these films. uh, Oh, can I borrow the other two so I don't have to pay for it? (laughs) Dude, good for you because I fucking wanted to buy this and I tried planning a month in advance and it was like $65 for the fucking DVD on on Amazon. Oh, I bought, I think I got the double feature that was one and two on a DVD for like a buck 50. Yeah, no, it was, they were all expensive for use. Oh, well, I think i know what i might sell at mania (laughs) (laughs) so one of the notes that i and i said this to you guys in the chat this is like one of the best movies that i never feel like i want to watch on my own accord like it's one of those movies where someone's like oh i've never seen that i'm like oh well let's pop it in but like i'm never gonna be sitting alone in my house like you know what i'm really in the mood for who are these people that you're like yeah i want to show you extra (laughs) it is just i hang out with some weird folks man we we all went and saw fucking the meg together like (laughs) yeah no i can see seeing the meg together but extra is jesus are you like let's watch rape squad (laughs) you know it's like (laughs) i mean sometimes this is not your party movie. Uh, the fact that there's a slimy alien dick in this movie is so dank Who would win in a dick showing contest? The monster from Extro or the monster from The Kindred? Oh, Jesus. I don't know. That's a a rhetorical question. The the winner is anybody who's watching. (laughs) But the creature design in this movie is awesome. Fucking awesome. Yeah, the creature that walks out of this, like, that gets teleported down. Hit by a car. (laughs) We're supposed to assume is Sam as an alien just so cool looking and they they only show them in like little glimpses here and there for the most part but like which just looks great that shot where the couple's driving and you just see it on the side of the road for like a split second it's so oh it looks so good it's one of the best that's one of the all-time best horror gifs (laughs) i think oh yeah that that one that one makes its rounds and people will be like oh my god what is this yeah (laughs) come on i love that this is a british movie because there's a couple good 
quotes that only work because it's British. But the the husband, I guess husband, yelling at his his girlfriend and her wife Jan. He goes, "Get back in the car!" <laughs> Our boy Bob Shea produced this. I want to say, yeah, he did. Which I have a feeling would literally, if Brian's still trying to do the uh, six degrees to Beetlejuice, I think Bob Shea is his only chance. Yeah. I don't recognize anybody in this movie. Which, it's also weird, though, because Bob Shea's American. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this this movie leaves a lot of questions for me, and that's okay. I, don't I have it. a feeling that this was like, I don't think that Bob Shea produced this movie as much as like it probably played some film festivals and he went back to what new line used to be which was like i actually know that this was pre-nightmare before or nightmare on elm street so yeah this was when bob shea would just acquire movies and put them out he only produced like four movies prior to to nightmare on elm street beyond that he was like a distributor specifically oh that Uh, makes a whole lot of sense yeah, so he probably saw this at a festival and was like, the world needs more of this. <laughs> like, no, the, my question then is, the, did did he have anything to do with the two incredibly unrelated sequels that I also have not seen? Uh, let me roll on over to my DVD list and see if uh, the new line <laughs> logo's on it. Oh, my God. Showcase Entertainment. <laughs> yeah, I so. think that if I remember correctly, all the extras have to do with each other is the name. Um, I think that whoever had some sort of financial stake in the, uh, in the, 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 I don't know, the finances of the original was like, well, I got the the rights. I don't want to give them up. And well, so according, they just... according to the back of this box, which the movie is called extra three, watch the skies. Yeah. That's, the, um, yeah. It says, this is the plot line on the back, and you'll notice something in here that that caught my attention. So it says, uh, Colonel orders his lieutenants to lead a group of uh, Marines to defuse bombs on a remote island once used as a military practice target. When they arrive, they quickly discover that their superiors had alternative motives and learn that there is an alien. And then in parentheses, it says, an extra on the loose. Uh, So (laughs) the proposal is that Extro is the breed of alien. <laughs> That's fair. I'll I'll accept that because the alien on the back does kind of look similar to the alien at the end of this movie, not the the original one that yeah. comes down, but like the the rotted out. We'll we'll get there because that scene's also great. Um, there is an adorable dog who is top notch at acting scared in this movie. Oh, what a great! I, actually, great. I have a note. It says "That's a cute Jack Russell." Yeah. All in caps. Adorable. <laughs> Jack Russells are good at acting scared. <laughs> and yeah, I've hung out with them. They act scared even when they're not acting. Um, so so um, that dog is named Divine. Ooh. <laughs> um, and, and I have a note that says, anyone who names their dog Divine can be murdered by a goopy alien for all I care. <laughs> but then all we're right. watching this alien's vinegar strokes, which I really disliked. Yeah, and the alien in that rape scene kind of just looks like a better quality version of the elf from Elves. <laughs> certain shots. <laughs> but I'll deal then, with the awkwardness of that scene for how incredible the birthing a human being sequence is. As much as it's uncomfortable, it is a very impressive practical Yeah, scene. Yeah, I mean, for, for such a shoestring budget this movie had, 
I, I, from what I understand is that it was it was made for very little money, which it's made for peanuts, <laughs> <laughs> for circus peanuts, and that's also what they paid the the uh, short person that was the manifestation <laughs> of Tony the kid. Yeah, um, Tony's uh, alien powers, but uh, the woman, the blonde who gets impregnated, acts her ass off. She's crazy. She's like really good. She's, uh, you know, she makes that scene super uncomfortable, but also very compelling. I don't know. Again, like Matt said, not something you want to watch on the rig. No. So then we have this human birthing scene, and then it's just a really, really random softcore porn sex scene that happens. Yes! With the au pair. It's so yeah. weird. It's so British. Oh, my God. Like, I was watching it, and I'm like, am I supposed to recognize these people? Because, like, they haven't really come up that much in the movie. And, like, and then they, and then it happens again towards the end of the movie. But, like, the first time it happens, it's so out of the blue. Um, yeah, and it's uh, so. <laughs> I was trying to watch this, um, like at work, and that that was when I I was like, this isn't happening right now. So I was like, I could take the uh, I, I I could explain away the alien rape scene, but I can't explain away the softcore porn scene. So I turned it off. Um, yeah, like sometimes I try and steal little little like fifteen minute breaks to watch horror movies, and no. No, that was that was a mistake this time. <laughs> then we have like Sam comes back to the family. He's birthed out of this woman. And then it's like the only part that I don't really love, which is that we get like just 20 minutes of a, a family drama yeah, yeah. more than anything. I got uh, but then he starts drinking his son's drama. blood and I'm <laughs> Well, no, no, no. We're missing two things. One. Uh, uh two things. One, Tony's a little shit. Fuck oh, him yeah. and his stupid army man toy. He's like, bang, bang, bang. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck that kid. Um, and then the new boyfriend says something that's so inappropriate and 80s. I don't know how to explain it other than just put it out on the table here. So he's an American for some reason in this movie. And he goes, look British, think Yiddish. Yeah. There's that. He's also a clothing photographer and his the very unattractive british mom slash girlfriend slash wife the only woman in the movie basically <laughs> um, she just has this like i sucked on a lemon look all day but uh or i mean uh, all, the whole film so in any case she's just um she doesn't like his job or something i don't know but he I don't like that that Jewish stereotype that they're trying to play into here. I don't understand it. it. Doesn't matter, I guess, in the grand scheme of things. It's just one of those very uncomfortable parts of extra that I think I must have heard about in passing in my entire life of not watching it before this week. So then we get Daddy's back and eating snake eggs scene. It's always a good scene. Um, I I wonder what the shit they put in those eggs for him to eat was. Um, I think Nickelodeon used to sell that type of food or it was like, a, it was like a creepy crawler, crawler company type deal. <laughs> oh man. But, um, then, then dad gives Tony a really gross hickey. Yeah, that was, that was weird. That was weird. 
just a really gross hickey to his eight-year-old. It went body. really long. Yeah, and that I watched was... it in 1.5 speed, and it was too long. And it's still too <laughs> yeah. long. <laughs> like, it's one of those things where it's like, you have him bite the kid's neck, and maybe you cut real quick to, like, where he's, like, literally sucking the skin out of him a little bit. Yeah, have it... And then you cut away. You don't need to sit and linger for 45 seconds. Haven't, haven't they ever seen, like, a made-for-TV vampire movie? Like, you just kind of show the mouth opening, and then when it's about an inch away from the neck, cut to the next scene. We know what's happening. <laughs> yeah. But this because... Is first vampire, demon, uh, alien weird incest thing that we yeah. watched, right? Yeah, we're, we're 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 expertise in the incest alien vampire. <laughs> <laughs> so so now that Sam has given Tony a hickey, he has the ability to like bring his toys to life. And uh there's a scene with a human toy soldier and for a oh. second I thought I was watching a Charles Band movie. <laughs> Though that okay, so there is some I have I have so many notes about that. Um, <laughs> that the, this feels like dolls. Like um, yeah. so much of this movie um, is that there. There was something else too that I just felt like I was watching dolls, and it's not a bad thing because dolls rules. Uh, it might have been the next movie that we discussed because I have a couple <laughs> notes yeah. about that too. Oh <laughs> uh, 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 well, yeah, actually, I have it in both. I have for both of these movies. I have. <laughs> I have comments about dolls but yeah um i love the life-size toy soldier coming out so first of all we're missing the um <laughs> the snake salad yeah the snake yes. salad was great yeah yeah and and um things get super fucking weird with the clown and the yo-yo and and i really love how just cocaine fueled this movie had to have been at least the writing process for it it came out like it was i'm trying to think of a good way to put it but it's just some serious drugs went into the 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 writing of the film at least but it it, it, it's very well made for being a it's not a spookies level let's just throw shit at the screen kind of thing no but yeah weird shit happens but it's all pretty spot on with okay you can like uh the logic is there it's weird and irrational but there's logic to it where it's like okay the kid has these powers and he's not supposed to use them and his dad says don't but he does anyway but he's a little kid and so they're just kind of wacky and out there and based on what he sees in his room and anything with the clown is just full-on bonkers anything yeah it's a very psychedelic movie was like the word that kept running through my head not like in the 60s psychedelic but just in the fucking like colorful yeah it's very colorful it's very strange the clown has that weird scene with the rubber hammer that he uses to knock out the babysitter in our second softcore porn yeah that was just unnecessary yeah like at least let her finish yeah um but way way more disturbing in my opinion than the dad giving the son a hickey oh is when he's sucking on the old pair's stomach yeah yeah that was really uncomfortable for me yeah not as uncomfortable as when she becomes a an egg sack and she's got oh Oh, and the thing just kind of fall oh dude that, that that shit was awesome though this movie is so cool to watch. I I think that we're getting the better end of the deal as men watching it because I feel like a woman watching this would be like, man, 
why was this made? It's yeah. fucked up. I, it, it, so, I mean, I think we're still saying it's fucked up, but we're not saying like why was this not on the level. It's not hitting us as hard as it would hit someone else. Is yeah, what, yeah. But you could really. What's this movie? An hour and a half. An hour and 23 minutes with credits. Okay, an hour and 23 <laughs> yeah, minutes with definitely. credits. So you could realistically take out about 35 minutes of this movie. If you take out 35 minutes of this movie, the rest that you have would be just a great background. If you're like, if you just wanted a bunch of like gooey horror shit, I feel like a good like 75% <laughs> of this movie is just super cool, just like background footage. You know, yeah, I feel like Extro is gonna make a lot of appearances on my Halloween Mega Mash yeah, for parties because there's year. just so and many I hope good the Kindred scenes. does too. <laughs> yeah, Kindred does also. The only downside to Kindred over Extro is the quality that we were allowed to watch it. Well, yeah, <laughs> the true, Blu-ray's but... coming out. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's the word on the street. I almost asked the Severin guy about that at Mania last week. I was like, "Hey." <laughs> Any word on the kindred? <laughs> I'm sure he's like, I've heard that so many yeah. times this weekend. <laughs> For being such an unheard of forgotten film, I bet that, that movie get I mean, people are just crapping their pants about oh god, I don't even know what the Severin stuff that came out like a couple weeks ago was and all the Screen Factory and stuff and and like why? Because some of that yeah. stuff seems so boring. Like the kindred. I would love. I, I'm. I don't get excited about, uh, you know, like Blu-ray releases. I don't even have a Blu-ray player yet. Um, I will have to get one for when the Kindred comes out on Blue because <laughs> that is a worthwhile endeavor for me. But yeah, like I, I just, I don't know. I mean, I, well, I, the, the Scream Factory, and I love Scream Factory. The Scream Factory stuff that always kind of bothers me a little bit is like. I love when they find some obscure ass movie that they put out and it's like really exciting. And then they'll be like, but like people will lose their mind more over when they announce like, Oh, we're putting the strangers out on Blu-ray. Exactly. And I'm like, and I'm like yeah, like I like the strangers as much as the next person, but like, yeah, I, I have it on DVD. It's not like this rare commodity. Yeah. Like you can find it in a dollar bin at any video store. Like, yeah, yeah. It's the, it's the like, when they when you know when they announced that they were putting out Silent Night Deadly Night Part Two, even though I don't love that movie, it's really really exciting because if you wanted to own that movie, it was like ninety dollars for a used copy of a double feature of that and the original movie with yeah. no special features. So like to get a good quality like Blu-ray of it, that's exciting. Strangers, it's like okay, yeah, great. <laughs> yeah, and also I don't feel like I would want to own the Strangers. I want to <laughs> own fucking you know, any weird movie from the eighties, that that's the stuff. And, and they do such a great job with special features that that's, that's really what attracts me. Yeah. Um, all right. So let's dive into the very end of this movie, because there's a couple things here. The alien effects at the end, while not as cool as the initial alien, I still really like the look of like the puppet head alien that we see, uh, as they're about to be like lifted off. Um, but, there was an there was two alternate endings to this movie oh, before shit. the one that we got. So are those are those out there or, that we could ever watch or no? I I don't know. So according to IMDb, when the movie was originally made, she goes back into the um into the hotel room and or her apartment and it's filled with hundreds of Tonys. 
like the same age as he was in the movie. Like all of the eggs had hatched. Oh, and they, and they were Tony. Okay. But Bob Shea, when he saw it, was like, I like everything except for this ending. Like, I, I think that the effects don't look good and we should do something else. So what they were showing for a really long time was that the movie just abruptly ends. Like the they go off in outer space and she's crying in the field and then credits. Um, and they thought that that was not really a satisfying ending. So that's when we got the her holding an egg as it bursts in her face ending. Yeah, which I don't know how I feel about it either. Yeah, I feel like... I feel like the one where she's just crying in the field works in a way because the movie is kind of uh, as this is a as, downer fl- film. Yeah, as sure. as the uh, the uh, Ryan said, like there are moments that are really upsetting in this movie and like get you down. And I think that that would have at least fit the tone more than like because really at the end of the day, the mom didn't do anything wrong. Um, no. no. So it feels weird that she gets punished <laughs> at the end of the movie after having her husband and child taken away and her boyfriend murdered. <laughs> like, yeah, she really got the shit under the stick, huh? <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe that's why she looks so dour the whole time. <laughs> Any other notes? Uh, the only thing that I want to bring up is the um, to backtrack to the scene where Tony wakes up and he's covered in blood. Um, the doctor that comes in I don't know if you recognize them, but he's this guy, Robert Fife, and he was in this really bad movie around the world in 80 days. And, and, and in that movie was Steve Coogan, who was in Hamlet 2, which is a really, in my opinion, overlooked movie. But Steve Coogan was also in the Will Farrell, Farrell, Marky Mark movie, The Other Guys. And the police captain in that movie is Michael Keaton, who is in Beetlejuice. <laughs> How deep did you have to dig for that one, Brian? Uh, I I think you spent more time figuring that out than actually watching X. Yeah. <laughs> no, that. Well, here's the thing. I wanted to stick to movies that I that I vaguely knew, and there was a lot of ways that I could connect them, but I had no idea what these fucking movies were. You know, so it took, it took some time. <laughs> All right, Scott. I'm. I have no notes. I, I mean, hey. I, the landlord gets his throat slit by a yo-yo is pretty much the only thing I didn't get to mention. Oh yeah. <laughs> Awesome. Yeah, he deserved to die, though, because he was just annoying. Oh, Bookman? He wasn't bothering nobody. I mean, he was just unnecessarily... <laughs> he, he was. He really threw, like, a curveball. He's just like, good day. And she's like, hi, sorry to bother you, but can you check on my sons? And he's like, of course, it'd be my honor. And she's like, thank you so much for doing me this favor. And then he, she hangs up the phone. He's like, fucking bitch. And I'm like, what was that for? <laughs> <laughs> It is mind-blowing and heartbreaking how many original scripts are written every year but are never made. So we seek out these scripts and bring them to life with full audio production and professional actors. Check us out at Undiscover Scripts. Movies made of paper. Wherever you get your podcasts. Free! Meanwhile, in New Jersey... So, Marissa, what talking points do you want to hit on in this week's episode? Well, Jackie, let's talk about how the film addresses the patriarchy... Ooh, and representation of marginalized people. Ooh, ooh, and even philosophical ramifications of good versus evil and horror. We can point out the triangle boobs, talk about the blood splatter, and oh, the practical effects. <sighs> um, and also the male gaze. My gaze at the males. Hi-oh! Hi-oh! 
From feminism to fangirling, the Jersey Ghouls cover all the bases of horror from a woman's perspective. New episodes are uploaded every other Sunday. Just search Jersey Ghouls to find us on social media and your favorite podcasting app. Hey, Toxic here. And Meridon, too. We're the hosts of the Overleague podcast. Are you a fan of Overwatch League or just a fan of Overwatch in general? Well, if you are, we break down matches and all other Overwatch happenings, and we won't judge your main. Tune in every other Tuesday to the Overleague on Geekscape and wherever you get your podcasts. All right, so what was your guys' double feature this week with Extro? I feel really shitty. Like, I did not want to pick this movie because you and Scott have talked about this movie so much. But the whole time I was watching Extro, I was like, if I were to show someone, although it's not super horror, I think I would go Giver on this one personally all right i can see that that's a good choice that is a solid that is a solid double feature it also makes up for all the negativity in this movie (laughs) by being really over the top and fun uh so my pick is even more out there it's a total tone shift and this might just be fresh in my head because i watched it for the first time ever uh recently which you know might shock at least scott and maybe brian (laughs) But the idea of someone going away and coming back three years later, I think you should watch Flight of the Navigator with this movie. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> Dude, any excuse to watch Flight of the Goddamn Navigator. Uh, the only issue I have with that movie is when the robot alien just starts doing Pee Wee Herman impressions for less than oh, 30 yeah. straight minutes. Yeah. Then it gets real old real quick. Yep, agreed. I, that That's one of those movies that's definitely better in your nostalgia than it is in real life but yeah i felt like as i was watching this i'm like man this really fits all the things i saw last week when i watched flight (laughs) of the navigator (laughs) yeah i like how you guys are going the like okay extra is real heavy and bleak and uh we gotta lighten it up so i'm going the opposite direction and um you know, extra is real bleak and 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 pretty rapey and and uh, you know very uncomfortable and gooey. So let's keep it in that same vein. Kick it up a notch with Species Two, Ooh. which is basically <laughs> the exact same movie, but the one that really fucked me up when I was an adolescent because there's the scene in the very beginning where the astronaut comes back. He's now an alien, and um, but has a taste for human ladies. And um, so he decides to have sex with two women at once at his awards ceremony for coming back from the moon or wherever the fuck he was. And um, they immediately become pregnant and it's a crazy, it's just, it's nuts. Yeah. It's not a good movie. It's I talk about it constantly because it's very, very disturbing to me. But um, yeah, yeah, I would definitely say if you're going for extra, you go for the real deal. You you just really ruin everybody's night. <laughs> All right. So on our Twitter account at HMN podcast, there will be a poll so you can vote. What is your ultimate extra double feature of our three options? Is it Species 2, Flight of the Navigator, or The Giver, starring Mark Hamill, which is how I'm going to write it on the (laughs) Twitter page. It's actually starring Mark Hamill's mustache. He was just an extra. (laughs) 
But that was Extro from 1983, as picked by Ryan. Thank you so much, Ryan, for writing in to us. As always, you can send us emails at hmnpodcast at gmail.com with your movie suggestions, and we will go through them and pick some movies for our next Listener Submitted Month. But Listener Submitted Month is not over. We've got one more film left, and I'm so excited I even pooped my pants. So let's... <laughs> Get ready for next week's movie, and we'll be back. But before that, make sure that you rate and review us and check us out on all the different types of social media that you can join us on. And real quick, a quick reminder that if you have not subscribed on iTunes and you are listening primarily on SoundCloud, it might be a good idea to find another route to listen to the show, even if it's listening on our website, hmnpodcast.com, because we are going to be shutting down the SoundCloud after next week's episode. So... Thank you for listening as always, and we'll be back next week. You're listening to the Geekscape Network. It is mind-blowing and heartbreaking how many original scripts are written every year but are never made. So we seek out these scripts and bring them to life with full audio production and professional actors. Check us out at Undiscovered Scripts, movies made of paper, wherever you get your podcasts. Free! Meanwhile, in New Jersey... So, Marissa, what talking points do you want to hit on in this week's episode? Well, Jackie, let's talk about how the film addresses the patriarchy, Ooh, and representation of marginalized people. Ooh, ooh, and even philosophical ramifications of good versus evil and horror. We can point out the triangle boobs, talk about the blood splatter, and oh, the practical effects. <sighs> um, and also the male gaze? My gaze at the males. hi From feminism to fangirling, the Jersey Ghouls cover all the bases of horror from a woman's perspective. New episodes are uploaded every other Sunday. Just search Jersey Ghouls to find us on social media and your favorite podcasting app. You're listening to the Geekscape Network.